Hey there, spooky friends. It's Megan. And before we hop into the episode, I want to tell y'all a little bit about what we've got coming up in person next. We're so excited to announce that our friends at Little Cottage Brewing have invited us back for a monthly spot with trivia. So that means it's time to mark your calendars with a few dates to come hang out with us and play along. On December 13th, join us for Creepy Holiday Trivia, where we'll have questions ranging from spooky holiday traditions around the world, mischievous holiday mythical beings, holiday-themed horror movies, and more. Then, on January 17th, join us again for a deck themed around fears and phobias. Last but not least on the calendar is February 14th for a theme of romance and scorned lovers in horror. We can't wait to see you on December 13th, January 17th, and February 14th for some excellent craft beer and a scary good time. Okay, 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 I get it. Now, on to the episode. Hey there, ghoulies. Welcome back to another mini-sode of Clever Ghouls. I'm Megan, and today I want to talk to you a little bit about the intersection of generational trauma and epigenetics and how this is often portrayed in our horror films. To start off, let's knock out a few definitions. First, let's define epigenetics, since I think that's the one that people are going to be the least familiar with. Epigenetics is the study of how environmental and lifestyle factors can influence one's gene expression without altering a person's DNA. It's a way of understanding how an individual's experience can shape the expression of their genes across generations. In its simplest form, epigenetics is the study of how changes in gene expression can be inherited from one generation to the next. It's a relatively new field of research, but it's already provided insight on some of the most pressing questions of modern science, including how our environment can affect our genetic makeup and how these changes can be inherited. And generational trauma is the trauma that's passed down across generations either through direct experience or through the transmission of stories and beliefs. It's all about how traumatic events experienced by one generation can have effects that reverberate through future generations. You all know I'm going to dig deep into how this is portrayed in horror films, but you also know that I'm going to talk about some of the psychology and neurophysiology behind these things first, right? So intergenerational trauma is a concept developed to help explain years of generational challenges within families. It's the transmission or sending down to younger generations of the oppressive or traumatic events due to a historical event. For example, a great grandmother who was placed in a concentration camp in Germany may have learned to cope by cutting off her emotions. Because of this, the grandmother may interact with her family in an emotionally distant fashion, and that relationship may be tumultuous to say the least. This transmission of the historical trauma may begin to negatively affect her grandchildren and her grandchildren's grandchildren, leading to generations of emotional distance, defensive behavior around expression of emotions, and even some denial. A really great example of this comes from an article written by Tori DeAngelis titled The Legacy of Trauma, which I'm going to link for you in the show notes, but also read you a little chunk now. In the mid to late 2000s, Brent Bezo and his wife were living in Ukraine. When Bezo began noticing a kind of social hostility and mistrust among the population, it was subtle, not necessarily something you'd pick up on if you only spent a short time there, says Bezo, a doctoral psychology student at Carrollton University in Ottawa. In his conversations with people, Bezo heard references to the Holodomor, or the mass starvation of millions of Soviet Ukrainians between 1932 and 1933. This was considered by many to be the intentional genocide orchestrated by Joseph Stalin's regime. Wondering if and how this horrific event continued to resonate with the people, Bezo conducted a qualitative pilot study of 45 people from three generations of 15 Ukrainian families, those who had lived through the Holodomor, their children and their grandchildren. 
People spontaneously shared what they saw as transgenerational impacts from that time, including risky health behaviors, anxiety, shame, food hoarding, overeating, authoritarian parenting styles, and low community trust and cohesiveness. This is what many described as living in survival mode. Each generation seemed to kind of learn from the previous one, with survivors telling the children, don't trust others, don't trust the world, said Bezo. He's now conducting a larger quantitative study to compare intergenerational effects among Ukrainians who remained in the country after the Holodomor, those who immigrated, and a group of Ukrainians unaffected by the event. And in terms of epigenetics and its implications on psychology, Hector Gonzalez Padro has a really great article, which again, linked in the show notes. But to summarize... Epigenetics is changing the wildly accepted linear conception of genome function by explaining how environmental and psychological factors regulate the activity of our genome without involving changes in our DNA sequence. Research has identified epigenetic mechanisms mediating between environmental and psychological factors that contribute to normal and abnormal behavior development. So the relationship between genes and behavior is being largely reconsidered in terms of epigenetic mechanisms acting after birth and not only prenatally as traditionally held. Behavioral epigenetics shows that our behavior could have long-term effects on this regulation of our genome function. In addition, epigenetic mechanisms would be related to psychopathology as in the case of things such as schizophrenia. In the latter case, it would be especially relevant to consider epigenetic factors such as life adversities, which would be things like trauma, disorganized attachment, etc., as related to its clinical manifestations rather than genetic factors only. Moreover, epigenetics implies overcoming classical dualist dichotomies such as nature versus nurture or genotype versus phenotype or pathogenesis versus pathoplasty. It seems that behavior and environment will finally take a leading role in human development through epigenetic mechanisms just as much as biology has. Epigenetics and generational trauma are fascinating concepts that are being explored in horror films a lot lately. These films utilize the concepts to explore the idea of how our environment can affect our genetic makeup and how these changes can be passed down through successive generations. By examining these concepts, horror films can provide a really interesting and often kind of terrifying look into the potential changes that our environment and the power of our ancestral histories have over us. One of the horror movies that touches on the concept of generational trauma that I think did an excellent job is Uma. There's a saying about how nobody wants to turn into their mother, and that really couldn't be more true for the protagonist in Uma, which means mother in Korean. This film centers around Amanda, played by Sandra Oh, and her relationship with her daughter Chrissy and Amanda's mother, who she refers to as Uma. Having suffered both physical and psychological abuse from her own mother as a child, Amanda grows up to be a fearful, overprotective single mother who is willing to do anything to keep Chrissy close and out of harm's way. Their only connection to the outside world seems to be Danny, an older man who helps them buy supplies, but otherwise they exist completely in isolation. Specifically, Amanda has shunned all of the use of electricity due to her traumatic childhood experience of being repeatedly burned by the frayed wire of an old lamp that was a sick form of punishment. Christy, however, totally unaware of her mother's history with her mother, is generally content with their secluded life. However, as she gets older, she begins to yearn to explore further. Eventually, Christy and Amanda's life are shaken up when Amanda's uncle shows up to announce that Uma is dead and gives Amanda the urn and ashes of her now-dead mother, along with a trunk full of sentimental items. And then he leaves with a reprimanding lecture on how Amanda should have never removed herself from her mother's life. With the remains of Uma and her belongings now in her hands, Amanda 
begins to relive her childhood horrors, and these memories now appear to haunt her in the flesh. No matter where she stuffs that trunk away, she cannot escape the demonic visions of her mother. When Chrissy begins questioning her mother's suddenly strange behavior, Amanda refuses to acknowledge that there is a problem, nor does she tell her daughter anything about Uma's abuse. But once Amanda realizes that Christy is growing up and is planning to move away to college, she has a full breakdown and begins transforming literally into Uma. This passes that trauma that she endured onto her daughter that she tried so desperately to protect. The film ends with Amanda confronting a vision of her mother and standing up for herself. She acknowledges the struggles that Uma faced as an immigrant, but refuses to accept the abusive control that her mother had over her, thus breaking the line of generational trauma. Another film that really digs into the theory of generational trauma and epigenetics is Hereditary. It tells the story of a family deeply experiencing grief, with each individual dealing with it in radically different ways. Ways. One major focus of the film is the idea of inherited traits. It examines the fear that a parent might pass along their least desirable qualities to their children, and this generational trauma can create deep emotional suffering. In some cases, the familial structure creates instability instead of solidarity. Such is the case of the family in Hereditary, thus subverting the idea of a haunted house film by depicting a haunted home instead. Each generation inherits the problems of the generations that directly preceded them. It's unavoidable and sometimes creates generational tension and a lot of misunderstanding. This movie dwells on this exact idea, but shows how tragically that can eat away at a family unit. It shows a love that decays and rots us from the inside out, turning what should be our safe haven into a prison. Hereditary is a powerful examination of maternal grief through the conventions of supernatural horror. The notion that a good mother would never scream at her child gets radically upended in one of our most dramatic scenes and demonstrates the profound impact that generational trauma can have on interpersonal familial relationships. According to the spring 2019 Stanford Medicine Bulletin, Dr. Rachel Yehuda, a neuroscientist at the Mount Sinai School of Medicine, offered a new idea. The idea that children of traumatized parents are at risk for similar problems because of epigenetic changes that occurred in the biology of their traumatized parent. In other words, it's possible that generational trauma may fundamentally change a person at a cellular level such that the trauma can be passed down to future generations. And now for one of my favorite horror movies to ever grace the big screen. In Zack Krieger's hit Barbarian, it at first seems to the viewer as though the titular Barbarian is a terrifying deformed creature referred to as the Mother who kidnaps and attacks visitors who have been lured into a creepy Airbnb in an abandoned corner of Detroit. As a side, this particular corner of Detroit and just Detroit in general is its own topic of generational trauma and if you haven't listened to our episode on Barbarian yet, definitely go do it because we dig really deep into the topic of generational trauma both in our characters and in the setting of Detroit. But the woman looks physically like a monster, but she tries to be so gentle to her captives, wanting to nurse them and care for them, only to fly into a rage when their fear and repulsion overwhelms them. I don't want to give you any spoilers on this movie if you haven't seen it yet, because I truly think the twist and turns of this plot take is just truly part of its magic. But this woman is a byproduct of something horrific that spanned generations, and even with all of the abuse and trauma that has been hurled at her, all she wants to do is be a good mom and take care of those around her. Even when portrayed as an inhumane monster, she is just trying to break the cycle of generational trauma that literally turned her into this monster. But she's only a monster because she was made that way through generations and generations of something absolutely terrible. Epigenetics absolutely comes into play so strongly here because all of the trauma she endured changed her inside and out. 
She was literally bred by Frank to be a monster. The mother is just another victim here, and despite how destructive she is, we do see that there is this desperate desire to care for somebody and break the cycle of abuse. And there is something so thematically powerful about her defense of Tess, and it's almost as if she is getting revenge for everyone who has ever been so brutally at the wrong end of generational trauma. And if we juxtapose this film against the first one that we talked about, in Uma, cycles of generational trauma can be healed and overcome by embracing family and accepting one's origin story. But in Barbarian, you have to shove the source of your pain off a water tower and possibly even die yourself in order to break the chain and end the cycle for good. As I have mentioned in what feels like every episode and mini so that I do, for as long as horror has existed, it has served as both a window into our cultural fears and anxieties and as an outlet for them. By weaving stories of things that terrify us, we give ourselves permission to be scared and to process and even to confront the things and people that do terrify us. And since horror films reflect the cultural fears of a collective psyche, the fact that generational trauma and epigenetics seems to be a very reoccurring one, especially in recent times, says a lot about our current societal fears. This is probably a topic that me and my behavioral psych brain could talk about for days and days, but I will leave it here. I hope you learned something, and as always, I will link the resources in the show notes for you. I can't recommend the movies that I mentioned enough, though, especially Barbarian and Emma. So if you haven't seen those yet, stop what you're doing and go do it now. Talk to you later, ghoulies. Stay spooky. The Clever Ghouls podcast is run by Megan, Marissa, Blair, and Melissa. This episode was done by Megan. Our intro and outro music was created for us by Josh Marshall. Find his links in our show notes. For more episodes and other spooky content, find us on your favorite social media platform through our handle at Clever Ghouls. Don't forget to subscribe and share. And if you really like our content, please leave us a review.